And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, it looks like we have another active weather pattern ahead for this week across the country. Here to walk us through what we are seeing in the forecast, we welcome in Eric Snodgrass from Nutrien. Eric, good to catch up with you again this week, sir, and uh, hope uh, hope you had a good weekend and gearing up for another active weather week, it appears. Yeah, you know, the weekend was tough. Uh, there was a big system that rolled through the parts of the Midwest that dumped uh, some snow on the northern side, incredibly strong winds. In fact, there's still like well over 100,000 people in Kentucky that still don't have power from that event last, I mean, that was Friday when that thing came through. Um, and uh, that, was a, that was a pretty potent little system. And while we have a, a short lull on the activity right now, it's all just gonna go back to dumping more snow and rain on people that have had too much already. Definitely, well, and that's something that, you know, some folks, uh, just like you said, have had too much they don't want to see any more but they're gonna see some more here this week so walk us through what is the setup here for this week i know we've been seeing some activity out in the western u.s again feel like that's going to shift off to the east so what's the latest you're seeing eric so yeah let's start in the west because uh there was no need this year for what we call a miracle march we didn't need to have all the moisture coming into the west i mean yeah there's some places in the pacific northwest that could use a little more snow but it's not a desperate situation. And most of California, as I'm sure everyone's seen in the news and seen in reports, has had a tremendous amount of snow. In fact, there's over 80 inches of water in that snow when it all melts in the Sierra Nevada. Well, the atmosphere uh, has completely lost its lining characteristics over the last month, and it's actually gonna be targeting what we call the Pineapple Express, the first event of which is gonna get there by Friday. And it's just gonna be a stream of moisture from Hawaii into California. So I was looking at some of the morning model runs and there are places in California that might pick up anywhere between 10 and 15 inches of liquid. I'm not talking about snow yet. This is just the liquid side of it, which means, you know, in some places in the Sierra Nevada, we'll have no trouble picking up three to five feet of snow out of this. So this is going to just push them over the top with water and it's going to start to cause major flooding issues in California. Uh, that, I mean, we've already had flooding issues there. That's gonna continue. Then you say, well, what about the upper Midwest where all the snow has been? Well, the forecast models are suggesting coming out of Montana, Eastern Montana into the Dakotas, clipping Northern Nebraska, most of the Northern part of Iowa, but Minnesota and Wisconsin, you know, the chances of getting another six inches are like 90%. So, I mean, that's the baseline of how much snow we're talking about of these next few systems. Meanwhile, I mean, I can't buy a snowflake here in Champaign, Illinois. Uh, we had a little bit over the weekend. It was gone by Saturday. It was already warm again. In fact, today, I mean, I'm preparing for uh, upper 60s for high temperatures. Mm. So the contrast has been quite uh, alarming. But uh, the other part of it is in the Mid-South, tremendous amounts of rain, a lot of river flooding going on right now. Um, but I'm trying to look for the bright side of all of this, all right? It is water. And maybe come July, we're going to be happy that it was here in March because it will get into the soil. I mean, the soil temperatures underneath all that snow in Minnesota are barely freezing which means you're gonna get some of this to melt and get in there. And what that does is it recharges the profile and buys us time should there be any sort of summer drought. But uh, the one last thing just to ruin everybody else's week is the cold air is finally gonna get here at some point, uh, probably after the 8th or the 9th, and we're gonna see cold air from the Canadian prairie through the heart of the country all the way down to the south, which means after a very mild start to the year down south, there's now frost risk coming into the south. So. Um, plenty of things to be keeping an eye on, but uh, it's 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 March, right? I mean, March just yeah. does this. It's not just in basketball that there's madness. The atmosphere <laughs> is overturning, and we get that as well here. 
I couldn't agree more. I should ask as well, obviously some of these areas just getting more and more snow, more and more rainfall. How's that helping out that drought monitor picture across the country, Eric? I mean, Central Valley of California is not in drought, but uh, we seem to not be able to draw enough moisture back into the western and high plains to cure the long-standing drought there. All of the, all of the moisture is like eastern Oklahoma and then get into the mid-south. It's eastern Kansas. It's eastern Nebraska. And so you still have places in, in like New Mexico, Texas, West Texas, Western Oklahoma, Kansas, West Kansas, Eastern Colorado that are, are going to see dust out of all of this. I mean, it is just completely robbing that area of, of any good moisture return. Now, there is it's better than it had been, but the far western edges of those areas I just said, they're going to continue to be dry. Well, Eric, let's talk a little bit as well, the shift from La Nina to El Nino. I know uh, some new weather models out looking at that. What's the latest? Are we seeing an aggressive shift to El Nino or not? Well, you know, as an atmospheric scientist, I'm always very tempered in trying to figure out how quickly things can change. But the atmosphere is like in this full advertisement mode of saying, oh, La Nina didn't just end, but it just skipped neutral. And what I mean by that is that we've got all these really strong westerly wind bursts. Now, they could go away and they likely will, but they're what they are what is prompting all of this going on right now with the chaotic weather pattern. So new model data came out suggesting that by July uh, we'll be firmly in the territory of El Nino. I still think it's a little too aggressive, but I can't rule it out yet. Uh, every major weather forecast model last month said it, and now the newest one that came out today or yesterday, which is the ECMWF seasonal outlook, wants to put uh, firmly El Nino conditions in place by summer. Well, how is that going to set us up then if we see those conditions here? What are we looking at for the U.S. growing season? Uh, any big weather features we have to keep an eye out for? Yeah, um, the weather features are favorable. I mean, you look at it, and the model's not anchoring deep drought in any location. So we'll just have to be watching who's in drought right now as to where it's going to mm -hmm. continue. But it's, I mean, it actually tried to put most of the corn and soybean belt under wetter conditions for this summer, the Lewis model. And then it didn't even smoke out the west for heat. Uh, and if there's an El Nino, it tends to reduce uh, hurricane activity. So you look at all of that and you're like, Where's the bad news in all of this? Now, bad news will surface. I can promise you that. But right now, the models at this point are just, they're kind of like Oprah when she gives everything away for free. Like, here, you can have what you want. You can have what you want. And it, <laughs> so we just have to be careful that, uh, that, the, that, the, that the forecast, while it shows such a generous uh, upcoming summer outlook for a lot of people, we have to take it with a grain of salt. It's a long-range forecast. Very true. Very true. South America, any thoughts, any updates there in Brazil and Argentina, Eric? Yeah, central Brazil still has me worried. And what I mean by that is it's been so wet in central Brazil that they're delayed in harvesting a crop and trying to plant safrina. Um, and uh, the latest model forecast keeps it very wet. Mato Grosso is just about perfect, to be honest. The, they got the safrina in. Now it's going to rain. I mean, what else could you ask for in Mato Grosso? But Argentina, um, while we are predicting some rains in southern growing areas, big chunk of Argentina spends this week hot and dry again, uh, which is just going to further make the problems there um, worse. And just thinking about one other place around the world, um, Europe. So it's been very dry in Western Europe. So France, the Iberian Peninsula, which is where Spain and Portugal are, and even parts of Germany and up to the British Isles, they've been very dry this winter and quite mild. 
uh, newest forecast is trying to bring in some moisture to that area, which could be very important for this upcoming spring there. Well, we appreciate the time with that, Eric Snodgrass of Nutrient. Thanks for joining us here this week. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks. That's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, wishing you and yours a great rest of your day.